Hello, my name is Casey Rogers, and I'm your host for the Emerging Writer Series podcast. This podcast is an exploration for what it takes for a writer to become a published author and how to sustain a professional writing career. Like many of you, writing is my passion, and I'm confident I know how to write a compelling story. But what holds me back is what holds many other writers back. How do we navigate a system that is about finding a bestseller rather than finding the best work? There are obstacles to our success, and many of them have nothing to do with the quality of our writing. In the next series of episodes, I've been speaking with authors about their books and how and why they chose to write their stories within the frameworks of a specific genre. One reason writers work with one type of genre is it helps people to find your books. Another reason is that genre also gives an author a kind of blueprint of sorts because each genre has a specific set of rules for the writer to follow. We'll explore what the needs and expectations are within these genres and why one may be well suited for your writing project. In this episode, I'm speaking with author Annie Allen, who is a multifaceted individual. After spending years raising her children and supporting her husband's career, Annie decided to leave her tumultuous marriage. She worked in a number of positions as a writer, but her passion for helping others led her to start a coaching business called Starting Over Stronger, Divorce Survival and Recovery. She recently celebrated her 100th episode of her podcast by the same name and has written a memoir about her journey. Hi everyone. My guest today is Annie Allen. Annie has a podcast as well. And the name of the podcast is Starting Over Stronger. Where can we find it? Well, really anywhere you listen to podcasts, you should be able to search for it by name. And it is it is Starting Over Stronger. Uh, if you don't already listen to podcasts and you're just curious about it, you can actually go to startingoverstronger.com. And then there'll be a podcast button on the mm-hmm. website where you can actually listen to the episodes right there on the on the website. So as a memoirist, could you tell us how you came to deciding to write a memoir, what the circumstances were? Could you give us a little idea about the book, if you have a title, so that we can look for it when it's on the market? Yes, ma'am. I believe the title will also be Starting Over Stronger, but I don't know yet. We're still in the editing process, so that I suppose could change as well, but I don't think it will. I haven't come up with the subtitle just yet, but hopefully the subtitle will help to the reader to understand what it is that I'm starting over stronger from. So the reason I guess that I wrote the memoir is because I felt like I had to, if if I'm honest. Totally (laughs) get it it off for so long and actually when the first time I drafted a version of what I have now was about six years ago I would guess five or six years ago before I went through my divorce I had a journaling method that I had developed on my own And I had implemented it and been using it for years. When I first started doing it, I didn't think anything of it other than just it was helping me to frame my journaling in a way that I I felt was really benefiting me. And But yet the more I did it, the more I realized how it was really helping me to understand myself better 
Mm-hmm. And to change the way that I perceived the world and people, and I, I don't know how else to explain it other than just it really altered the way I looked at the world and myself. And I would talk with friends about it sometimes. And a few times with really good friends, I said, why don't you try it and see what you think? And so I would explain what I did in my journaling. And a few of them took me up on it and would get back with me and say, oh my gosh, I just feel totally different about the things that I was struggling with. And I was on, I thought, gosh, I'm onto something here. It's not just helping me, it's helping other people too. And I was in a writer's network and someone encouraged me that I should write a, a book about it. And so I had done that back then. And at that point, like I said, it was really a very different version of what I have now because the story wasn't complete yet. Mm-hmm. At that point, it was really more like a a tutorial, if you will, or a self-help book of how to journal. What it has become now is what I always call a memoir with a purpose. Mm-hmm. And maybe all memoirs have a purpose, but yes. I, I just <laughs> felt like it was like, and, and my editors, I'm not sure we don't have two different books here, but we'll see what we can do. And so there is the memoir aspect of it, like just the feeling that I needed to get my story out. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I did that more or less because I felt like I needed to, whether I ever published it or anybody ever read it, I just needed to tell my story. And then it really is also that sort of that how-to of the journaling method that I used to change my story Mm -hmm. and to write a better ending to my story. So that's really what the book is all about. Then several different things were going on and I just continued to be reminded that I needed to write my book and in different ways, different things would happen and moments in my life. I would feel like, okay, that's a reminder. I need to, Mm -hmm. I need to write that book. And I, a lot of times tend to be that perfection type person that just, Mm -hmm. I don't know how I'm going to do something exactly. Then I just don't ever start it. Mm -hmm. And actually, I think it was probably the podcast really above anything else that really helped me to see how self-defeating that is. Mm -hmm. Because I, if I had waited until I understood podcasting, I wouldn't maybe have ever done it. But even Mm -hmm. if I did ever do it, been much later. And somebody finally just convinced me that just start doing it. And the more you do it, the better you get. Nobody expects a hundred percent of your episodes to be like professional quality, amazing. And I'm like, that's good. Cause like in the beginning, 10 to 20 episodes, it was just me trying to figure out how to do things, where to put the Mm -hmm. microphone, how to not do this and how to do that. So there's a lot of learning curve to it, but I've learned as I've gone and I perfect, I wouldn't say perfected it. I'm always perfecting it, but Mm -hmm. that's how it is with the book. I just felt like I just need to start writing. And then I I actually really got into it by making myself go away for a weekend. Uh, I just Mm -hmm. rented an Airbnb for three days, um, not even far from my house, just Mm -hmm was somewhere that I was going to go and all I was going to do was ride. And that got me a really good start on it. Yeah. And I just found a time that worked in my schedule for riding and I would plug it into my calendar and just, you know, commit to doing it. And that worked really well for several weeks until I got to a point in my story that I didn't want to relive. And I didn't realize until maybe a month or almost two months had gone by. Somebody asked me, oh, how's your book coming? And I said, 
it isn't right now. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and the person that asked me was not my editor, but they were an editor. Right. And they said, you need to keep writing when you hit that block. And I'm yeah. like, yeah, I actually do know that, but I just now realize that's what I'm doing. Yeah. That's the hard part about writing like memoir, because you're not only sitting there writing, you're also confronting realities that you might not be ready to confront yeah. and putting those things on paper that somebody else might end up reading is terrifying. Mm -hmm. It's terrifying. Like I'm teaching a course right now in writing memoir at a community college and I have 15 students and I'm going to say about a third of them will not read any of their work to their classmates because the experiences that they've had are that they're dealing with and trying to write about are just so traumatic. And I do everything that I can to protect their privacy because I know when I wrote my memoir, yeah. I would have been I, I don't want to say humiliated. It wasn't about humiliation, but I wasn't ready to reveal some of these things to myself, never yeah. mind letting somebody else read it or like even putting it on paper made it so much more concrete. If, if you don't mind my asking, can you give me an overview of what your memoir is about? I know it must involve a toxic relationship and divorce. But yeah. what do you feel are going to be your takeaways for the reader of your memoir? I would say, yes, it is. It is about my marriage and divorce, but it's about much more. It really, most of the people that I support through toxic relationship recovery and divorce ended up in that situation because of unhealed wounds from their childhood. My book goes the, all the way back to explore how I got there and mm -hmm. why I made the choices that I made and just understanding who I am, how I became that person. And then there's also, again, that thread of the journaling mm -hmm. aspect of what I did to change my story. And so th that's weaved throughout the story. And my takeaway or the takeaways that I want the reader to have is really at its core, it is just understanding that you and only you can change your life and that you do have the power to change mm -hmm. your life. Because I think that a lot of people, myself included, stay or have stayed in bad situations because we truly believed we didn't have any other choice mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. for whatever reason. And that stuckness, everybody I think deals with on some level, even if they don't have a toxic relationship in their entire life, they might deal with it in with their parenting or their career mm -hmm. or their family of origin. There's just lots of different ways that comes out, but that feeling of being stuck mm -hmm. in a bad situation is something that I feel like the journaling method that I utilize to unravel mm -hmm. and it helps you to really explore who you are, what you need and want and why you need it and want it and how to start taking steps to get there. That's really empowering. And you just used a word that I often use, which is unravel. It's like we go 
throughout our lives and we don't always have an opportunity to reflect on what we're doing as we're doing it. But sometimes if we can just take a step back and reflect on our actions or the actions of others and how we interacted together, it really helps clarify things that we've experienced so that we can move forward in a much healthier way. Absolutely. Because I think that's the core of it is like, you can look at, especially a toxic relationship, that's something that's just so overt and out Mm -hmm. there, but you could take any situation and you, all you have to do is just look at what you can change because the fact is you can't change anybody. You can't, there are some situations you have zero control over right. and yet you always have 100% control over how you respond to those people in situations. Mm-hmm. And so really that's what my journaling was all about was just mm-hmm. coming one, just coming to that realization, mm-hmm. but exploring that day in and day out for months and years mm-hmm. was really how I awakened to the fact that I was contributing to the situations in my life that I wanted to believe that I was a victim of. Mm-hmm. And I was in essence, choosing those situations for myself until mm-hmm. I finally understood that and then decided to do something different. Right. And that's, I think, just such an important truth that too few people realize. Mm-hmm. And even though I know that, I still catch myself doing that mental leap in my head of I'm stuck I'm a victim Mm -hmm. in whatever the situation is or whatever the problem is in my life. It's really easy to go back to that, that thinking and not even realize you're doing it. Mm -hmm. And then to have that sudden awareness. And that's why I I love this journaling method. And it's something that I, I try to do almost every day on some level, because it keeps me in that place of just self-assessment and Mm self-awareness so that I'm not getting stuck or feeling like I'm a victim, but I'm reminded on a regular basis of what I do have control over, what I can do differently, how I can approach my life and my, Mm -hmm. my circumstances. What came to mind when I was listening to you was that you are also in a position where you can offer people advice to help them prevent getting into those kind of situations to begin with. And that's something that I feel is really important because when you reveal these things in a situation like memoir and you give people the tools to assess their situation and have more self-reflection than we sometimes normally would in our lives, it gives us an opportunity to not only heal or recover from what we've experienced, but also to avoid it in the first place, because we don't know enough about toxic relationships when we're going into them. What are the signs? What should we avoid? What are the things that are red flags that we can help others identify before they make the same mistakes? And that's, I really feel is so important about memoir because when you're identifying it from a perspective of, I'm not there yet. I haven't done it yet. But if I get into that situation, I can say, 
wait a minute. And that's why I, I just love memoir because it, it just makes those connections, those leaps that most people don't make when they're in the moment. Yeah. And as far as what I want people to take away from it, I have big visions and dreams. I want people's life to be totally changed because mm-hmm. they read my story. I want people to awaken to their own power to mm-hmm. make their life what they want it to be. And right now my book is with the beta readers, which mm-hmm. I didn't even know what a beta reader was until all that, not all that long ago, but it's just simply somebody who's willing to read your book and provide you with feedback as mm-hmm. to what it's, what their experience is like in reading mm-hmm. your book. And it's not an editor. It's not grammar and punctuation no. and all those things. It's just, it's just, understanding what it's like to be a reader of your book. And I I have six or seven beta readers and I've gotten responses from two of them so far, Mm -hmm. and they've been overwhelmingly positive. And I have very much appreciated that there's been some structure issues that I, it's really hard to, when you're writing a book that's that long, and of course you're also emotionally a part of the actual writing of it and, and everything, but it's really hard to keep all the facts straight in your Mm -hmm. mind because it's all ever present to you as Mm -hmm. part of your memories and your experience. And so it's interesting to, you know, get feedback from somebody who doesn't know you and your family and your Mm -hmm. situation and then be like, we mentioned this sister over here. And then you said this here and I didn't, I wasn't sure who you were talking about. And (laughs) Mm -hmm. so just understanding that, you know, how you're coming across to your reader. So I'm excited to, to get on that and get it going to the publisher. That's wonderful. I can't wait. That's great. Do you have any advice that you would like to give any writer out there that they're struggling with whether they want to take on a project. We all know how difficult it is. I shouldn't say that. I shouldn't say we all know. I think a lot of people think that writing is easy. And I think that a lot of people think that writing a memoir (laughs) is easy. And it's not. It's very difficult to write. And I think writing something that's so close to the vest is even harder because you have to Mm -hmm. try to maintain a level of integrity that captures so much truth and honesty and exposes you in ways that you might never be exposed. So it's not easy, but if any of my listeners are out there and they're thinking about writing a memoir, is there anything that you feel that you could tell them about your process and what you've done that just made it not easy, but something that you could accomplish, that you felt like you could accomplish this? Yeah, I, th- I would say that the, the thing that made me begin to feel, okay, I can do this, was uh, getting the advice to create a an outline of it first Mm -hmm. and once I created that outline and it was a very loose outline but it was like you know how to how to break up my story by chapters and what would be in each chapter just with bullet points basically and once I had all that in an outline kind of form then I felt okay now I can write it because I won't get that disoriented feeling that, that I mentioned earlier. 
Now, as it turns out, maybe that didn't completely prevent that as far as being able to write the chronological story of my life, which Mm -hmm. may or may not be how somebody chooses to frame their memoir. But for me, it was what made sense was just to start at birth and just work my way through telling my life's story. And having that outline meant that when I wasn't sure where to go from that point, I could go back to that outline and go, okay, I've covered all of these bullet points or, oh, wait, I forgot to include this. And mm-hmm. and I could go back and then just explore knowing that I know the material. And like right. you said, you, people say memoir should be the easiest because you're the story. That, that maybe is true. Maybe it is the easiest because of that, but it's also probably the hardest because of that. Yeah. <laughs> because it's, there's just so much there. How do you decide what's, what's worthy of the page and what should just stay in your head? So. I think that's very true. It's, I do think a lot of people are under the impression that memoir is very easy because the story has already been written, but you also, especially if you want something to be published, you have to capture the reader's imagination and you have to use elements of writing just in the same way that you would write like a a book of fiction. The only difference is, is that you have to deal with facts and truth and you have to find a narrative arc that gives your reader a reason to turn the page. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, You still have to do character development and plot and all of those things. It just... You just hope that it flows more naturally because it is a story that's already been written in a way. Yeah. Yeah. I am really excited to hear about your project moving forward, and I hope that you'll stay in touch. And I hope my listeners will tune into your podcast and tell us one more time where we can find you, the name of your podcast. And will you have a way that people can buy your book linked to your podcast? Absolutely. I'm sure there'll be a sales page on my website, which again is startingoverstronger.com. You can actually listen to the podcast there as well, or anywhere that you get podcasts, you can just search for starting over stronger and it will come up. And if you're in a really toxic situation in your marriage or you're in the middle of a divorce, I think you'll learn a lot and be very inspired, encouraged, and educated by listening to the podcast. I get really great feedback from people about how helpful it is. So if that is your situation, I hope you you will find it. And the book, again, will probably also be starting over stronger and available on the website and Amazon when it's published. So probably hopefully by fall. Cool. That is absolutely wonderful. Thank you so much for your time. In speaking with Annie, it underscores the reason why memoir is so powerful. Telling our personal stories about what we experienced as individuals helps others realize they're not alone. While it is often difficult to write about such personal experiences, Those who write memoirs often believe they have a story only they can tell. Perhaps they have something to reveal or want to share, or maybe putting it all on paper helps the writer to unravel and understand a situation. Whatever the reason for writing one, crafting a compelling memoir is a gift from the heart.
Thanks so much for listening to the Emerging Writer Series podcast. There are so many wonderful writers out there with works to explore. Our goal is twofold. We aim to inform and inspire new writers on how to achieve their goals, as well as highlighting works by new, undiscovered, or noteworthy authors we admire. Feel free to send us your recommendations, and we'll do our best to take a look. And don't forget to check out the line of writer-themed merchandise that supports the show at twobeanscafe.com, as well as checking out the links for the guests on the show. Join me next time for my interview with Barack Karishanen, who tells us about writing a three-book political thriller series called Privilege. Until then, onward and upward.